Yo, welcome back to another episode of On Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and today's episode we're joined by a very special guest, current professional hockey goaltender Dryden McKay. Dryden most recently played in the in the ECHL and the AHL this past season with the Newfoundland Growlers in the Coast and the Toronto Marlies in the American Hockey League in the AHL. But before he broke into the pro his pro career, he's had an incredible NCAA Division One college hockey career with Minnesota State University Mankato with winning a Hobie, Hobie Baker Award, among many other awards that we'll, we'll touch on throughout the episode. But, but but before college, she also spent time in the USHL and the NAHL with uh, Madison Capitals in the U Show, and then Corpus Christi Ice Rays and the Green Bay Gamblers, or Green Bay Gamblers in the USHL, Corpus Christi Ice Rays, and the Springfield Junior Blues and the Nall. So um, I'm excited to have you on, Dryden. So welcome to the show, Dryden McKay. Yeah, wow. Thank you so much for that uh that big introduction. That's awesome and uh I'm happy to be here. Yeah, a- absolutely. I got I got to give the best introductions I can when when my guests come on. So, glad glad you approve of it. Oh, of course. Yeah, but uh to start things off, like how how have you been? Like I know it's probably what like a month and a half, two months since um uh, since the season ended. So, how's how's your off season going? Uh, it's been good, yeah. Uh, it's been different than off seasons in the past, just with how late our season went. Um, didn't really get back until well, I think we lost end of May, and then I don't think I got back till the first weekend in June. So, um, that was a little bit different. Normally, college you're done around April and kind of start your training in May, but this summer has been different, and it's been good. Uh, I'm kind of getting in the swing of things as far as uh, skating on a regular basis and working out four to five times a week, and and just kind of uh, you know, healing my body from the past season and, and then getting it ready to go and, and try to get a little bit better and, and more prepared for next season. Yeah. So like what, what goes into like your training, especially since you did play so late in the, in the like May. So it's a quick turnaround for you. It's so like, what's training like for you now? Yeah, I think um at the start of the training, I, I'm probably about a month in now. I say at the start of the training, it was mostly about, um like I said, like kind of uh, healing your injuries, your little bumps and bruises and nagging stuff and just kind of working through those and then also starting to ramp back into your conditioning and, um, you know, making sure your body's well balanced before, uh, you know, you start loading it up with weights and, and really pushing the pace that, that way. So uh, this is the first week I'm kind of getting into um, the strength building phase of, of my training and uh, I've been really happy with, with the way it's gone so far and, and excited for the rest of the summer. Yeah, that that's awesome. Are you are you sore already from uh, all the strength stuff, or is it still not hitting you right quite yet? Yeah, no, definitely sore, definitely sore. Uh, you know, especially during the playoffs, uh, there wasn't much time to to work out and stuff, so you lose a lot of your muscle mass and and that that type of stuff. So getting back into the the heavy training and um, kind of pushing your body in different ways than you would on the ice, uh, you definitely feel it the next day. Yeah, I'm I'm in the my second phase right now. So I remember my first phase and that strength and you're just sore every day and you're just doing stuff to to not be as sore, whether it be like drinking a ton of protein from the protein shakes or just recovering from with chocolate milk, just stuff like that. Just so I'm not as as uh tired the next day as I as I would be if I didn't do that. Yeah, exactly. Sleep and nutrition, all that plays a huge part, especially uh the older you get and the higher levels you play, uh, it'll give you that little edge compared to everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I want to get into this season, this past season really quick here. So 
this is your first pro season. So like what, like to you, like what, what was this season like for you? Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a big learning experience. It's, it was a big adjustment from college. Um, I feel a little bit bigger than I was expecting. Uh, just a different style of play, a lot more games, a lot less practices, a lot of travel. Um, you know, you get treated a little bit differently as far as having, you have more free time, you know, you don't have, you don't have to go home and do homework or you don't have to go, you know, do certain things that you have to do in college. It's really just, you know, doing whatever you need to do to, to be your best when you're at the rink. And um, I think I, f I felt like I got stronger as the year went on, which was a big positive. And I felt like I played, you know, my best hockey down the stretch, probably the last month of the season and then uh, into the playoffs. So uh, hoping to build on that going into the next year. Yeah, so like, what what do you do to build like on when you do have like as much off off time as like you do when you get to the pro levels? Like, what are you doing to keep yourself busy? Yeah, it depends. I think you know earlier in the season when the weather's nice, uh, you know, you go for walks, you go to movies, um, you know, you, you hang out with the guys as much as you can, obviously. But uh, it's kind of depends on the weather. If it's nice out, you're going outside, maybe doing something that way, going out to dinners with the guys, and then once you know it's kind of the dog days of the season, maybe spend a little bit more time in your house and, and just kind of try trying to catch up on sleep from all the all the skating and all the travel and everything and um yeah just just trying to stay in a good place mentally so that um you know you're refreshed every time you you step into the step on into the rink and onto the ice yeah can't can't go wrong with that that that's for sure but you play you played 33 games this season with the newfoundland growlers in the coast so what was your time in newfie like and just uh be around guys like Todd Skirving, who was a big leader on your team, and just uh, learn from guys like that. Yeah, it was a good experience overall. I think, you know, our team, um, you know, it was interesting. We had guys like Todd and and some of our older guys, uh, Zach O'Brien and James Mundy, who were older veteran players that had played, you know, um, a lot of games, especially in the AHL and the ECHL, and, and just had a ton of experience. But then we also had, you know, a a good majority of the guys on the team were in the same situation as me, uh, you know, older guy or younger guys coming out of college after their senior seasons, just trying to get their footing in pro hockey. And, and, you know, we were able to kind of grow together, which was really cool. And uh, we overall, we had a great group and, and Newfoundland's awesome. You know, it's not the easiest place to get to, but once you're there, uh, it's a really tight community and, and it's Canada and, you know, everybody loves hockey and everybody knows who you are. So the fans are great. And, and, uh, Nothing but good things to say about Newfoundland. Yeah, that, that's awesome. A lot, a lot of travel for you guys, right? Oh yeah, a lot of flights. Yeah, there, there we go. But hey, you're doing doing it in style. But uh, like where where was your favorite place you got to visit throughout your season on the coast? Uh, we got to play Florida. Uh, the Everblades. They're right in Fort Myers. Uh, right next to Fort Myers. So can't go wrong with that. That was a huge. That was kind of when my season turned around, honestly. That was in probably March, I want to say, February or March, where we got to go down there. And it's, you know, everywhere else is pretty much, you know, in the in the uh, heart of winter and it's cold and it's gross and the days are the days are short and it's dark all the time. And then you go down there and it's like you're on a on a paid vacation. Um, you know, you're kind of uh you know, when you when you step away from the rink, you really have stuff to do. You know, you can go to the beach, you can sit by the pool. You know, you don't want to get too much sun, but it, it feels so good when, you know, you're in a place like that. And, and that was awesome. And then we even got to go back in the playoffs and that was a little bit more of a business trip. But still, uh, that had to be the best the best part of the season for sure. 
Yeah, it's all it's always a good atmosphere when you do go to those warm places, especially going in the cold winter months. Because you're yeah. you're from Chicago and you're Midwest, so you know exactly like the cold and everything. And I'm sure Newfies was maybe even even worse than it is over here. Yeah, uh, the winter wasn't too bad, honestly. I'd say it's more of a, it's like it doesn't get super cold, but it's like always like kind of overcast and rainy. And if it snows, it'll be really heavy snow and it'll kind of melt. But um, yeah, I think anytime you get out in the sun, especially at that point in the season, it's going to lift everybody's spirits and, and bring some more, a little bit more positivity around the guys. And everybody's in a little better mood and um, guys get to go golfing and stuff. So it was, it was a great, great timing for sure. Yeah. That's not, that's not too bad at all. But then while, while you're playing a new fee and with the growlers, you also get a call up to the AHL with the Toronto Marlies where you, if I'm not mistaken, you signed a AHL contract with the Marlies, right? Yep. So you, you then end up getting the call up to Toronto to the Marlies and playing two games where you go one Oh and one throughout that time. So what was your time in Toronto with the Marlies? Like, yeah, it was good. Um, it was kind of a whirlwind. It was, uh, it was like, uh, I think it was beginning of November. So it was like a month into the season. Um, I'd played had a good start in Newfoundland and it was kind of good timing. And, you know, uh, I think once you get to pro, you realize it's all about kind of waiting for your opportunities. And the Leafs had like three goalies go down. So all of a sudden I went from, you know, playing in Newfoundland to, to being the starting goalie for the Marlies one week later. So I think that was really good learning experience and, and just kind of uh, getting to play in Grand Rapids was awesome too. That's, that's one of the best places in that league to play. Um, it was military weekend, I think. So it was packed and they had specialty jerseys and, yeah, we lost in overtime the first night and, and I was able to, you know, get back in the get back in the net the Saturday night and, and pull out the win with the guys and it was awesome and everybody was really supportive there and and you know made that experience for me really enjoyable. Yeah, so like what what's it like getting that first AHL win out of the way and even like your first ECHL win out of the way? Like I'm sure it's a huge sigh a huge sigh of relief. Yeah, I'd say the one with the Marlies was really big. Um I think it would have really stunk to to go up there and play two games. And, um, you know, we lost the first one. We, we blew a lead and lost in overtime in the first one. And then the second game, I think we were up 2-1 and they scored with like seven seconds left. So oh. if they would have won that one in overtime again after all that, that would have been really deflating. But, um, you know, I think we, we scored on a power play in overtime and uh, just a huge sense of relief to just have that out of the way, have that have that in my back pocket going into this season where it's not like I'm, I'm jumping into something that's completely uh, – brand new to me and, and I had that experience to draw on yeah so you go up from the ECHL to the AHL it's like what are some of the biggest things you learned making that jump into into the AHL yeah it's just a different style of play I'd say the AHL is a little, little bit more structured and defensive but on the same hand um, there's a lot of guys that have you know you've got first round draft picks you've got guys that have played a lot of NHL games and um, you know, your margin for error goes way, way, uh, way, way down. You know, you have one little mistake, one little, you know, hole under your arm here, one little bad read there. It's it's going in your net. Those guys are, are so good and so crafty. And um, I think that was a big eye opener, but also it was an eye opener in a way that I was able to see that I can play at that level and I'm good enough. And, you know, the things that I'm doing that are working in the ECHL also work in the AHL and, um yeah, like I said, everybody was super supportive, and, and the Marlies do a great job of taking care of the players, and everything's first class, so uh, it was great. 
Yeah, that that's awesome to hear, especially like when you go up a level and like it's a little bit different, like different speed, like pace wise, just stuff like that. And then you're able to go in and prove that you can play there and that you're good enough to get to that level. So it just makes you hungrier for the year following. Yeah, exactly. I think just being able to see that, see that style of play and the speed uh, was great. Just being able to, you know, it's, it's a different level, but it's, it's not like it wasn't as big of a jump as I thought it was going to be, which is, I think the, the most important takeaway um, was that it's, it always seemed like it was such a crazy dream to, you know, play at that level, but you know, it's, it's, you know, it's all kind of in your head and, and you just got to trust what you know and what's, what's made you so successful. Yeah, absolutely. But before we jump into like your junior college youth days here, like what was like your, the memory that stands out the most for you from this season? Probably the win. I think it was game three against Reading in that series, which was our second round of the playoffs. It was a really like thrilling back and forth game. We ended up winning five, four in overtime. I think they had like two breakaway I had to stop like two breakaways and some two-on-ones in overtime it was just a crazy game and especially with the way the series was um it was a huge game in the series to be able to um kind of take a stranglehold because they could have easily made it two to one and we were able to make it three nothing and that made our lives a lot easier going forward yeah and that that's a, that's a that seems like a really great memory to have and like especially good playoff time like that's that's what it's all about is just getting those yeah. like like 30 series leads so you can relax a little bit not be on, on your toes so much but like what what was your mentality throughout the playoffs when when you were in net um i mean i think it was just basically give the team a chance to win just give a team the chance to win cuz they the marlies sent down a bunch of guys right before playoffs so we had a pretty stacked team for playoffs um so it made my life a lot easier knowing that we had you know we had a really good team, um, and I think it wasn't much different from college. You know, just stop the ones you're supposed to stop. Yeah. And if you can make a couple extra ones <laughs> at the right times, especially timely saves early in the games, you know, um, to keep the momentum on your side, I think uh, I think that was kind of just my mentality. And, and then, you know, each it's seven-game series are, are so long, and it's such a grind that you kind of just have to flush every game, good or bad, um, pretty much right away because you're, you're playing basically every other day. Yeah, so just a short, short-term memory and whatever happens yeah, in one exactly. game, you just got to flush it out. Yeah, emotions are high. You know, it's, it's really hard to calm down after a game, like some of those games with how, you know, intense they are and the emotions and the adrenaline. So that was definitely a learning experience coming from college where everything's kind of one and done and it's a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to jump into – I want to work like youth hockey to college hockey now. So you grew up – in Downers Grove, Illinois, like what was growing up in the Chicagoland area like and just playing for some great organizations like the Mission and CYA? Yeah, um, I think I grew up at an interesting time where um, when I was, you know, probably in elementary school, everybody thought hockey was kind of a weird, why do you play hockey? Why don't you play football or basketball? And then all of a sudden the Hawks rattled off whatever, three cups in six years. So then by the time I got to high school, hockey was really cool. And everybody thought it was so cool that I played. So I always think that's interesting to see how much hockey has grown, um, especially in the Chicagoland area. And then, yeah, I mean, I started with the Huskies when they were out of the Darien Sportsplex. And then when they moved to Romeoville, um, I lived pretty close to the Sportsplex and my dad was coaching there. So uh, I just stayed and played for the Hawks 
uh, Chicago Hawks when they were there. And then I believe it was my Pee Wee minor year. I went to the mission, played there, Pee Wee minor, Pee Wee major, Banna minor. And then I switched and played Banna major and two years of midget minor, U16, whatever you want to call it, um, with CYA. And yeah, it was, it was great experiences. And um, I think you can see there's, there's a ton of guys from those teams and Chicago area that are, that are still playing and doing really well today. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great area to be a part of and just to see because there's a bunch there's like you said, there's a bunch of guys still playing and playing at high levels that you can train with or stuff like that. And just learn from guys like that. Yeah, exactly. You uh, you never have trouble. You know, hockey's a small world and especially yeah. in Chicago, everybody knows everybody. So, uh, yeah, definitely in the summers, it was always cool to reconnect. And, and yeah, as I got older, it was always fun to play against your buddies. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, what what made you go into the position of goaltending? Like, I know, like, us goalies get, like, why why'd you go play goalie when you could play player and go score goals? Like, what, what was your story to make you become a goalie? Um, I mean, the biggest thing for me was my dad. He played. He played professionally. Um, and when I was really young, he was a goalie coach for a team in the N.A. The Chicago used to have a team in the N.A. out of Fox Valley. It was called the Freeze. And he was the goalie coach there, and he would always have me in the locker room, um, kind of around the guys. He'd take me out on the ice when he could. Uh, I'd watch the games up in the press box, like stuff like that, just always being around the game and knowing, you know, asking my mom, where's dad? And it's always out coaching goalies. Well, a way to hang out with my dad, in my mind, was to become a goalie. So uh, it didn't take much pushing. Uh, I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to be like my dad. And, um, yeah, he actually he kind of made me – earn it. I don't think he bought me goalie skates till I was a squirt. I think I was always that kid, that goalie with the player skates. Cause my dad wanted to make sure that um, I wanted to do it. Cause I wanted to do it, not because he did it. So I think uh, I have a lot of, I owe a lot to my dad for, for getting me into the position and then making sure that it was my decision and that it was something I really wanted to do. Yeah. I, I remember those days of player skates as goalie. Def, definitely not a, not a fun time, but glad to have goalie <laughs> skates. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, he made me earn it for sure. And it was always hand-me-down gear. And I don't think I got my first uh, set of pads, brand new set of pads, still probably peewees, honestly. So um, he definitely did it right in my eyes. And, you know, there's a lot of kids nowadays who their parents spent all that money on that gear and they decide they don't want to be yeah. a goalie two years later. So uh, you'd rather go uh, you'd rather go the, the way that I went than I think a lot of the way a lot of kids do now. Yeah, absolutely. But like through going, growing throughout like your youth hockey and all that, like it's just having having fun. You're having fun through friends and everything. It's like what was some memories that st- so that that stood out to you throughout youth hockey? Yeah, I think you just you just look back at the friendships and you know the tournaments when when you're that age, you have kind of endless energy and you play the game. You're playing three games a day, and then you're playing in the pool at night and. You know, you're traveling all over the country for these tournaments. You know, we go to Michigan like five times a year and St. Louis and wherever else, Cleveland. I don't even remember all the places, Toronto. So uh, just all those memories, all the times in the hotels, all the dinners on the road. Um, it's not too much different than, you know, those are still my favorite things now, honestly, is is the time away with the guys and just being part of a team. And um, I was never really on the best team, honestly. We were always – okay and I think that that helped me a lot especially as a goalie to see a lot of rubber when you're at that age and you're playing every game and I think that helped me get better and and helped kind of push me up the ladder in Chicago hockey 
Yeah, and it's great just facing facing that amount of rubber when you're when you're young, just because you get the reps and everything, and just having fun. And then uh, yeah, three three skates in one day. I remember those three games in one days. I remember those days. I don't know how my hips could do it now. Yeah, no way. But back then, all you needed was a soft pretzel and a slushie, and be right back out there. Yeah, a- absolutely. What what I would do to be young again like that? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but then after your CYA year in uh, AAA at 16U, you then went out over to the North American Hockey League in the Nall with the Springfield Junior Blues. Like, what, what was the process like to to sign with the Springfield Junior Blues? Yeah, I mean, I think – I don't think I was ever really considered one of the better goalies in Illinois until probably midgets. I had a really good um, year of U16 as a 15-year-old. Um, and I owe a lot to Greg Nemanko for that. He he put me in a position to to play some games when my goalie partner was 16 years old and I was 15. And um, I think he kind of took a chance on me. And I had a really good year that year and maybe drew some interest. And then <clears throat> followed it up the next year with another good year and, and had a good showing at uh, Nationals. And then uh, kind of heard that the Springfield Junior Blues coach liked me and had been asking about me. And then sure enough, uh, a couple of weeks later, I was drafted by drafted by them, and um, I was also drafted by the Gamblers that that summer. So that was a big summer for me. And um, you know, I got to go to the Gamblers camp, and they basically just told me, you know, they wanted me to wanted to see me go go play uh, in the Nall and, and get that junior experience. And and you know, I probably wasn't ready for the USHL, and and they were probably right. So uh, Springfield was great. I was still in high school. It was only an hour and a half away from home. Um, I got that experience of live, kind of being on my own and looking after myself and playing against, you know, players three and four years older than me. And that was just a really good year for my development. And and I was lucky enough to play, you know, a good good chunk of those games and, and gain that experience. Yeah. So, like, what helped your, like, development, through, especially throughout that time when you're playing with guys that are three, four years older than you and you, you just have to – big guys are bigger, stronger, so you're just going to have to – facing a lot more rubber, a lot harder shots. Like what, what was it about that development that helped you really like excel in your game? Yeah. I mean, I think that was, that was kind of the first time I was able to uh, have a goalie coach come around and, and kind of be able to uh, bounce ideas off him and watch video um, stuff like that. And kind of just become a student of the game and, and figure out, you know, watching, it's a lot, I think it's very helpful to watch yourself play and watch your yeah. games back. And, you know, sometimes things feel a certain way when you're in the game and then you watch it and you're like, oh, you notice something different or you don't look as bad as you thought you did or, you know, whatever it is. So I think that helped a lot. And then I think just, yeah, just kind of my body was still kind of developing and, and I was able to get in the gym and, 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 you know, I think just being around older players too and picking their brain is really uh, it's a good thing for young goalies to do, uh, no matter what level you're at, because you can learn a lot from guys that have already been through it. And, and I'm sure, you know, if anytime young kids ask me today, you know, I have a lot of experience to draw on. And I think, you know, anytime you move up a level, it's always good to talk to somebody who's been through it. Yeah, it's always nice to have like, talk to those that know know more than you and have been through more more experiences like that just because like it'll help your game get better because you're like oh this guy did this this when he experienced this and like it'll it, ju- it just helps everyone overall 
Yeah, exactly. You uh, you never know at all, so it's always good to, to talk to guys and, and bounce ideas off them. Yeah, absolutely. But then you went in after your first year in Springfield with the Junior Blues. You then went into your second year with the Corpus Christi Ice Rays and the and the Null South. So, like, what was the Null South division like? Um, it was fun. It was different, but um, I think I really had to grow up a lot that year. Um, moving 20, whatever it was, 28 hours away from home. Um, you know, I was, I did online school that year. So that was more of the junior hockey experience to, to really be on your own and, and really have to, uh, fend for yourself. But that was, that was a different beast. Those teams down there back then, especially used to <clears throat> kind of just load up on the, uh, the overage guys. So it was a bunch of 20 year olds, pretty much every team, um, and yeah, I think that was a good year too. I think I learned a lot that year. There's a lot of adversity. I didn't have a very good first half of the year. And then um, kind of kind of similar to this year, I, I had a really strong finish and kind of figured things out towards the end of the year and had a good showing, um, you know, before I was able to make that jump to the USHL. Yeah. And like throughout, throughout those two years in the, or year and a half in the NAL, you played 37 games and you played 34 before going to USHL. So, like, what was it about playing a, a ton of games, especially in CYA when you're playing 17 and then you make the jump to 20-plus games to 37? Um. Yeah, I think it's it's different. You got to learn. It's, it's one thing to be, like, a good goalie in a tandem, and then it's another thing to really carry the load and have that responsibility. So I think that was the biggest thing I learned. Um, in those first years of juniors was how to how to find consistency when you're playing a lot is is a big key and, and once you find that consistency then you know coaches know they can rely on you and they're not um, you know they're not nervous to have you in there in those big games and and you know it's all about instilling that confidence in your team with with your consistency whether that's in practice or the workouts or the games or whatever and that's kind of what you have to do if you want to play a lot of games yeah and you like get into like a good like a good flow where you're playing like every every game so you're not like going going playing playing a game sitting the bench the next couple games so you can't really get a good read of the game like you're you're in it for for the money and you're just gonna you're able to read it right away yeah exactly it's all about finding finding that rhythm uh and there it's you know, your rhythm's different on every team too it depends how your yeah. team plays or whether they're defensive or offensive they take a lot of chances or whatever you know you kind of have to find that that level of comfort with every team that you're on yeah absolutely but then after after you were with corpus christi you went into the ushl with the green bay gamblers where you got where you play in a game it's like what was it like getting into in a ushl game yeah i think that was kind of my first experience of like feeling that you know i'm playing with the big boys now and i think i definitely overthought it because i I'm sure if you have my elite prospects pulled up there, the game didn't go very well. I played uh, played one game with the Gamblers. I think I gave up two goals on like eight shots in like ten minutes, the first ten minutes of the first period, and I was out of, got yanked. So that was uh, that was that was a big adversity at the time. And I think you know, looking back on it, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, you know, things ended up working out, and it's just kind of a bump in the road. But then you know, the next year I went back to Green Bay for training camp, and. Um, kind of was the odd man out with the other three goalies and, and was lucky enough to get picked up by Madison. So um, things ended up working out. Yeah. So what, what do you learn from experiences like that where you get yanked right away and you're like, oh, like this could be my 
my career in the in the <laughs> USHL or stuff like that. And then you end up getting picked up by Madison. So did didn't really have to stress it. Yeah, exactly. I think at the time it feels like the end of the world and it feels like you just ruined your career, but in reality it's just 10 minutes of hockey that didn't go your way. And um I think you just gotta keep working and um you know, fight through it and, and be ready for your next opportunity. Cause if, if you don't believe there's another opportunity coming, then there isn't going to be because you're not going to be ready for it. So um, I think from that point on, I went back to Corpus Christi for the rest of the year. And that's when I, like I talked about before, I really kind of found my game and found my way and felt like that was a, a big turning point for my career. Yeah. And then you end up getting signed by the Madison Capitals and like Madison, like I've heard that organization is unreal, especially now. It's like, what was from your eyes, like what was the Madison Capitals organization like? Yeah, it was good. Um, I think the biggest thing there was they, I, I got to play, I got to play a ton. Um, I think my second year there, I played like 50 out of 60 games or something crazy. And I think that was another opportunity for me to learn how to play a lot of games and handle that workload and, um, you know, learn to be a leader. I was, I was, you know, an older guy, but at that point playing in Madison, it was my third and fourth year of junior. So I was, I was a little bit more of a leader and learning that uh, was really important, especially going into college. And, you know, we didn't always have the best teams, but we always had a good group of guys and we had a lot of fun. So um, <laughs> I think those teams, those, those years were, uh, I got a ton of rubber and I got to face, you know, I think that's when I kind of found the belief in myself because I was playing against, you know, the best kids in the country that are committed to all the top schools. And I saw that I was, you know, right there with them and, and it gave me a lot of confidence going into college. Yeah. So like, what, what is the, for like player, younger players that are like just playing, like don't have really have that confidence. Like what really builds that confidence and like the importance of be believing in yourself and having that confidence in yourself that you can play at that level. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, uh, I always have a, this thing on my helmet it says everything happens for a reason so good or bad you know things happen and it's all about kind of how you deal with them and um you know if you have one one great weekend it's not doesn't mean that you're going to play really well the next weekend so you just kind of have to keep playing one foot in front of the other and and waiting for those opportunities and when you get them you don't don't be nervous be excited and and go out there and take advantage of it yeah absolutely i love that answer and when when you're in madison did you have any like, were you getting recruited a lot by these colleges before you signed with, um, committed to Minnesota State Mankato, or, or did it just come up as like a little surprise? Um, yeah, it was kind of a slow build at first. It's like, okay, I'm playing well. Like, how come I'm not hearing from schools? And then all of a sudden you hear from one, and then all of a sudden you hear from five, and then it's, it's kind of overwhelming at first. And and then you know you kind of just have to figure out what you want out of a school and out of a team, and, um you know, kind of what's, what situation works for you. And um, I think when it came down to it, Mankato, you know, had everything that I wanted. It was relatively close to home. It was, it wasn't a huge school, but it wasn't a small school. It had what I wanted to study. Um, and they also had a great team with great coaches and, and, you know, didn't have a returning goalie. My freshman year was the biggest thing. So I got to play right away. And um, yeah, the stars definitely aligned for me there with, uh, with Mankato. Yeah, so what was that transition period like going from the USHL to NCAA Division One when you're getting thrown right in the fire and like you're you have that starting job right away? Yeah, it was uh that was a crazy time. I think you know it's it was such a wake up call. Is from college you do a lot of off ice training. Um, you know you go there for six weeks in the summer and you're working out five days a week 
7 a.m. two-hour lifts every day. Um, so that type of stuff. And then, you know, the guys on your team are men, especially the older ones. Um, so I think that was a big wake-up call as far as how to take care of my body, how to eat properly, um, kind of how to do that type of stuff. Uh, you know, Coach Hastings was always talking about, you know, treating us like pros and, and being pros, even though we weren't pros. Um, and that's why I definitely learned those habits and, and those hard lessons is, you know, every level you go up, the, the margin for error gets smaller. So especially once you got to college, you know, there's only so many games in the season. There's only 30, 30 35 games. So every game is, is a huge game and every little mistake you make matters and, and can really affect your season. Yeah. So like what, what do you learn from from like a year like that where you get thrown right in the fire, NCAA Division One hockey, and you just – you're put on a on a really good team as as well, so that also helps. But like, what do you what do you learn about yourself throughout those yeah. throughout those experiences? Yeah, I mean, my freshman year, I played the first four games, and I played I played good, not great. I I think we went three and one, but like we were winning every game like six to four. So it was like I wasn't really playing any. I wasn't doing anything special. And then I think after that fourth game, I didn't play for a month. I think that was the first time in a long time I'd, you know, been put on the bench and and kind of told that this guy, we're going to put this guy in. We think he, he he gives us a better chance to win. And then, um, you know, I sat on the bench for a month and then I was able to get back in there. And I think once I got back in there, I was a little more focused and um, definitely a little calmer, more relaxed, more comfortable. And I think from that point on for the next, you know, three and a half years, we're, um, we're, we're a little bit smoother and, and I knew what was going on. Yeah. So did you like take time away from like the games out when you were when like your your backup was the essentially the starter then and like just work at stuff at practice just to make yourself more calm, just stuff like that? Like what what do you do to help yourself just get those like those uh what characteristics to to get better and be be that starter? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it definitely, you know, it pissed me off. I, I was still, still had to make sure to be a good teammate and, and can't, you know, can't make it all by yourself, but I definitely started working a little harder in practice and um, kind of lit that fire for me to get the net back. And then once I got it back, I knew that I didn't want to ever give it up again. Yeah. And you went, you end up winning some, getting some awards throughout that year. So you, you were a NCAA WCHA all rookie team. You're a WCHL CHA champion, regular season champion. You're on the second all-star team. So, like, what led to those successes and just to be able to be re-recognized for these for those awards? Yeah, I think we, we had a really good team, and we really found our stride, um, especially that year. We had, we had really good, like, upperclassmen. And, um, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. I, I thought, you know, I just kind of – I was consistent. I think the biggest thing is – just be consistent and, and good things will happen. And, and as long as the team knows that their goalie's not going to be really good one game and suck the next game, I think, you know, a team can really get on a roll. Yeah. So then, so you find, find that rhythm, find that role. And then you go into your second year where you continue on to that, on that trend. So like, what was that sophomore year like and just being more comfortable than you were your freshman year? Yeah, I mean, I think the sophomore year, I think on paper was our best team in my four years there. We had a lot of guys come back that definitely could have gone to the NHL. And uh, it was too bad that COVID ended that year uh, in the playoffs because I think we had a, we had a legitimate shot there to to win the national championship. So that was really disappointing. But, yeah, I just kind of kept building and building off my freshman year. And, and I think every year I kind of just kept building and 
not being satisfied and, and continuing to push myself. Throughout your four years of NCAA Division One college hockey, like, did you have any keys to your success? Like, what did you do to help you be so success so successful throughout those four years, and even even in the even even in the pro life as well? Yeah, I think just never being satisfied is the biggest thing. I think as soon as you think that you're that you're good, you're gonna find out pretty good that you're not. So. Um, I think whether it was whatever, getting awards, winning games, all that stuff, like you just kind of had to keep building and, you know, obviously appreciating it and enjoying it in the moment and then um, shifting your focus every day to, to getting that that little bit better in practice or, you know, pushing yourself and, and maybe looking at the film and, and figuring out what you could do better. And I think that's the biggest thing, um, you know, for any any young player, any, any player really, any sport is just to never be satisfied and continue pushing yeah i i love that answer because you you really could improve on literally anything like whether it be skating like how you track the puck how, how you're moving just what you're doing to treat the treat the body better just nutrition sleep like the list could go on and on like on things that you can improve on to that that will hopefully translate into helping your game yeah yeah i mean there's there's always somebody out there you know gunning for your job and there's always somebody out there working harder than you so uh you're never at the top uh you're never truly at the top I guess. yeah yeah ex exactly I, I like that answer you just got to keep keep working for it keep working hard and keep keep doing whatever you can to keep getting better every single day yep so then you go on to your third year of college hockey so it's like during like a weird time with the pandemic and everything. So what was that? What was that year like? And just having to deal with all like the protocols and everything like that. Yeah, it was super stressful. Uh, we were getting tested like constantly. It felt like um, I think looking back, I think we had like 200 COVID tests just over the course of the season. And the season I don't think started until the end of November. So we had like this awkward two months training camp right when we got to school in August and then we were just there and it just felt like we were practicing for nothing and working out for nothing and we couldn't go anywhere we couldn't do anything we couldn't see anybody so it's really a tough time just like it was for everybody and um, but I think you know the season ended well with you know finally getting the first NCAA tournament win against Quinnipiac and then uh, shutting out the Gophers the next night was definitely a highlight for me and, and getting to experience that Frozen Four. Yeah, so like, were you were you just like, like you had to go like you you couldn't see anyone like you said. So were you just like in your dorm room the the entire the entire night night the entire day just stuff like that? Yeah, uh, well that year I was in uh I was in a house at least with uh, my four roommates. So at least it wasn't like I was you know in a solo yeah. dorm room by myself all the time. But yeah, we just had to be super smart. I think we did a good job as a team of keeping you know a bubble. So as long as we were all tested negative, we could all hang out together. So that team was able to get really close because pretty much the only people that we could see were each other. So, um, yeah, definitely a crazy time and, and you know, definitely something I don't want to have to go through again. Yeah, absolutely. But talk about, like, the, the shortened season, like those 26 games or something like that. And, like, at this point, like, uh, every every game matters in college hockey anyways but it even it mattered even more to get into like the ncaa tournament during like the pandemic years so like talk about that a little bit yeah i mean you had no room for error for sure um even more than other years just based on the schedule 
um, not not playing any out of conference games, if I remember right. So I think we played we played Bemidji, I think like ten or fifteen times out of those twenty whatever games. It was crazy. So um, yeah, just same thing. Just trying to be dialed in every night and and making the most of those games and and kind of learn how to how to uh, build your own energy and and you know that self drive without the fans and it's such an awkward. Uh, experience as a player to be in such an empty rink when you're used to especially Mankato getting unbelievable crowds in the bands and everything so uh yeah it was a weird time but I think you also have to take the positives from it too yeah absolutely but what would you do to help were you because obviously the atmosphere like makes a lot of like the the atmosphere and everything the crowd more more fun and everything so what would you do to help yourself stay in it when there was no crowd yeah, I think I just had to had to remind myself to stay focused and stay in the moment. And I think those are helpful, you know, even now with a crowd to, to stay focused on the puck and the next the next play, no matter if it's a goal or a nice save, it's it's all about the next shot and um just having that that laser focus when you're in the in the heat of the game. Yeah. So then you go into like the NCAA tournament where you win the the first NCAA tournament win for, for the team and then like you shut out uh Minnesota right after that. So like what what was the tournament like for you and just getting to experience that whole like frozen that whole like NCAA tournament? Yeah, I mean we had we had been waiting to get back there um since that freshman year when we lost to Providence and then the soft my sophomore year we had a really good chance to be that that first win. Unfortunately it didn't happen with COVID and then to finally get that monkey off our back, off the program's back especially uh was awesome, especially the way that we did it, winning in overtime and kind of a dramatic game was really cool. And then playing our, uh, you know, our in-state rivals and, and the team that a lot of people, you know, everybody in Minnesota knows who the Gophers are. But I think after that game, um, a lot, everybody knew who who the Mavericks were as well. So that was, a, that was probably the biggest win in, in the program's history this far. Yeah, so then you have to take like all the momentum and everything into your your last season, your senior season where uh it was it was a it was a great great year for you like you ended up winning the Hobie Baker award among the first all-star team goaltender of the year player of the year regular season champion first all-american team so the the awards keep keep stacking itself so like what was what was this what was your senior year like for you yeah I mean I don't I think the only way it could have been better was if you know we we won the national championship I think other than that uh, it was a dream season. Uh, everything seemed to go our way. We we kind of felt like a team of destiny. We had such a good team, a really close team too. Um, you know, just a, a good group of guys and really hardworking. Um, yeah, I think you know we got to play an outdoor game that year. Um, we got to do about we got to do a lot of cool stuff, and then all that plus having fans back in the rinks and and kind of getting back to normal. It was it was you know probably my the most most fun I've had playing hockey so far in my life was that season. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, what, what did it mean to you to win Hobie Baker award and just to be named the uh, best collegiate player in, in the world and in the country? Yeah, it was really cool. Uh, it's obviously an honor and super humbling, I think was the biggest thing to once it kind of settled in to, to see your name on that list of guys is very humbling. And, um, you know, there's a lot of expectation that comes with that, not just on the ice, but off the ice, you know, it's, standard of excellence and uh, I think just just more seeing the reaction from people that are close to me and my teammates and my family and 
by friends and everything um, was probably the coolest part and and seeing you know people be proud of me and and that type of thing and, and all the kind words you know through social media or texts or whatever was was really special yeah and like you did all this as like being like one of the smaller goalies as well in like the goalie world where it's like six two six three you're six foot on your elite prospects so like what what is it about being like the a smaller goal that you have to do to overcome those obstacles and those politics with uh with uh, I want I want a bigger goalie on my team rather than a guy that's six foot. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing technically is your skating. Um, you have to be able to hit hit your spots, be in the perfect position pretty much every time. Um, I think you have to you have to have a really good um, hockey IQ. You have to know how to read plays and how to anticipate. Uh, where the next play is going to come from and, and I think if you're able to do that and, and show that you can compete at the high levels I think you know it, we're starting to see smaller goalies get more of a chance whether it's um, you know everybody loves to watch UC Soros but you see you know Devin Levi doing really well um, you see uh, Dustin Wolf back-to-back HL goalie of the year um, he'll be in the NHL soon like those type of guys are proving that you know you don't you don't have to be six two as you know as long as you stop the puck is the biggest thing and um, there's nothing I can do about my size besides you know prove to people that it's it's a non factor. Yeah, you just gotta do whatever you can to be be better than the the bigger goalies and that the coaches and manage general managers and all that can't overlook you because of that. Yeah, yeah, just control what you can control and um, you know that's stopping pucks. Yeah, a- absolutely. But I have one more question before you wrap things up here. So do you have any tips for goaltenders looking to get to that next level, whether it be juniors to college, college to pro, youth to junior hockey, or whatever level that they may be at? Yeah, I mean, I'd say from a technical point, it would just be your skating. I think, you know, goalies see these these NHL goalies and these elite goalies, and, you know, they think that they have to be able to do the splits and, you know, be able to do all these crazy moves. But then you go out and you watch watch these guys practice. They're doing, we're doing the same skating drills that you know the twelve year olds are doing, and and it's just perfecting that, you know your balance, your balance, your edge work, um, your explosiveness, all those types of things. And um, if you can really get become an elite skater, that'll that'll take you really far. And then uh, I say um, the other biggest thing would just be to have fun, enjoy it. Uh, hockey you know it's the best sport for a reason and it's it can be a grind at times and it's not always easy but um, as long as you're enjoying it and and making the most of it um, I think you know you'll have a positive experience yeah I love I love those answers both answers and like like you said like the technicality with skating like that's the same thing I tell my go my when I goalie coach I tell the kids like I literally do the exact same thing and like all these other pro guys do as well. And like, it's not like anything like Instagram, like, like the Instagram videos you see where it's guys are doing just weird, stupid things like that. It's literally just all about the basics and just going back to like that foundation to get you to be that elite skater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, what I've won, this is the last question. Uh, So what if you're going going to the gym, going into like pregame warmups? Like, are you are you a big listener to music, or are you just a, a quiet guy? Um, I'd say it's somewhere in the middle. I I'm not like a I'm not a headphones guy. Like, I'm not the goalie that's walking around and nobody can talk to him. That's definitely not me. Um, 
but like definitely something upbeat whether it's rap or whatever edm dance music rock and roll i don't care but uh just something upbeat kind of gets you pumped up for the game pumped up for the workout whatever it may be but uh, i usually leave that up to somebody else on the team because that's a lot of pressure and uh, i don't need that before the game so uh, i'm not too picky but um, it definitely plays a big part yeah they want to minimize all the all and all the pressure before before the game the game it's a lot more stressful than a yeah, exactly. You can never make everybody happy. Not at all. But Dryden, I really appreciate your time, and I want to wish you the best of best season, and uh, go win a championship wherever you end up. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on, and best of luck to you as well.